What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, a cup of Joe, huh? Don't mind if I join you. I got Butterf- my got- Butterfinger influencer, Gary Witta. I got my Butterfinger influencer merch, and I've got my coffee mug here. Um, that uh, it's a Bluetooth coffee mug, and it's rechargeable, and it keeps my coffee hot for hours, so I can take my time drinking it. Why don't you just get one of those, like, uh, the nice cups? Like, we have those, like, uh, what are they, the MIGS cups, the me cups, whatever? They used to keep everything hot forever. I don't know. This this thing requires firmware updates, and I'm a so fucking idiot. So that's got to be better. So, you know, I it's got to be, be better. better, yeah. <laughs> I got a very nice note from the Butterfinger influencer people. Uh, they, of course, sent, while I was uh, in Canada, they sent a bunch of Butterfinger donuts to the office. And oh, then today yeah. they got a thing of, like, hey, just so you know, we're still sending you your Butterfinger sweatshirt and all that jazz. Right. Yeah, but, this the influencer pack. Exactly. Yeah. But because of COVID, we're going to wait and do it in April. I'm like, no big deal. You take that your time. Sense. You guys stay safe. I'm not worried about it. I still want my sweatshirt when I can get we, it. Uh, we're down to our last Butterfinger bar in this house. Oh, my we're God. We're our way through most of them. Is it, like, is it just like a knife fight now between you, the wife, and the kid? Well, what happened was we had the um, the election here. We were a polling uh, station. And so when and when they came, it was on election day. And so I actually gave a bunch of them away to the poll workers. Because, sure. you know, they, they work like a 16-hour day. It's really hard yeah. work working at an election precinct. And uh, so I gave a bunch of them away. We had a few left over, and now they've all gone. I want to ask you, but I don't want to get into like a whole thing and start a new Twitter uh, situation or anything. But are you a, a Butterfinger guy or a Reese's guy? Butterfinger. Yeah. I'm yeah. me too. Now you're talking you Reese's to, pieces or Reese's peanut butter cups? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously there are so many different Reese's products out there. The family tree, you know what I mean? Uh but I mean I and I, I actually don't know what the Reese's equivalent of a Butterfinger bar would be. Like a fast break, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. That's the thing is I'm not even that big of a candy bar person. But like right there, you had me clear the mechanism, clear the mind. I'm gonna go butterfinger over uh the Reese's. Do you like Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah, like I'm fine. You I'm not like, Nick, like Nick's, they're like Nick's kryptonite. He'll eat them all the time. So um, Butterfinger moved into that market. They brought out their own peanut butter cups, and they're fantastic. Yeah. You should give them a try. I wonder how much my love for Butterfinger, and I say in this very specific instance, my love for Butterfinger is because of the classic uh, Bart Simpson, nobody let, better lay a finger on my Butterfinger ads. One of the uh, all-time great uh, marketing campaigns. You know what I mean? Like that, I would so love it's up there with Got Milk. It is. It is. That's right. And pork, the other white meat. Gary, <laughs> enough of all that. Well, actually, before we, I, I mean, today we're going to talk about, you know, hold on, I'll get to all that. Today we're going to talk about some PlayStation 5 info, GameStop canceling midnight launches and more Tales of the Borderlands, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week to end a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then you, of course, can stick right there. Get the show ad-free along with an exclusive post show you can get it nowhere else other than patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course if you have no bucks to toss our way we totally understand you can head over to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games watch us record the show live if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong which i'm opening right now because i just came off of another show uh you can tell us what we got wrong we'll fix it for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe uh housekeeping for you uh, of course this week we were supposed to do the core reveal party uh but we're working from home now and so are they because of this whole covid19 uh pandemic so what i need you to do is support 
core. Uh, core is basically dreams, uh, but it's all multiplayer and it's on PC and it's free. They're in open alpha right now. If you go to coregames.com, you can get into the alpha, you can start creating, and you can get ready for our core reveal party that will happen when we come back. Uh, you, plus, if you go to twitch.tv slash core live, you can watch the team, uh, the developers from home streaming the game, showing you all sorts of cool stuff. But basically, you make multiplayer games and then share them instantaneously with the world and playing with people. We're super excited to get back and hang out with them. Coregames.com. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed. And speaking of which, Mohammed Mohammed wrote in, Gary, with free Xbox Game Pass ultimate codes for people. I'll oh, be giving those great. away uh, off of retweets of the kind of funny official uh, tweet for this episode. And I'm not going to put it in the tweet. So basically, you guys follow and retweet kind of funny, and we'll go through there, randomly select the winners from there. That's Anyways, what people need right now. Totally right. Uh, Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, Drew Garnier Frutis, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today we're brought to you by Hymns and Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. The final piece of housekeeping. Gary, I understand this is probably tough now. What's the weight at? Now, you weren't exercising. You weren't walking around. Oh, so it was just eating yeah. better. But now that you're trapped inside the house, is it harder, worse? Or are you eating? I mean, but, you know, as, as I've said to many people, we're very, very fortunate in this household in that our lives haven't been like as disrupted as as, as many others. You know, sure. I already you were, work from home. Even socially distanced The biggest change, and it's more of a change for my wife, although I'm also pitching in, is that we're a, we're a school now as well. Like yeah. my kid is going, is, is we are doing a full on five day a week homeschool with a schedule. And my wife basically has had to become a, a, a school teacher. I saw a tweet the other day that I thought was very um, uh, uh, funny and accurate out of the UK where somebody said, I've been, uh homeschooling my kid for half an hour so far and i already believe that school teachers should be paid a million pounds a year <laughs> and, it, and it's very very true but to ask to answer your question um as of this morning 226 pounds down from 252.8 26.8 pounds lost there you so go, the weight loss progresses um apace well if i have to start eating into emergency non-keto uh, rations over here we'll see what happens but you know it's uh you know, uh, having having a, a fancy diet is gonna it is a, it feels like a bit of a luxury right now. Yeah. Uh, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker Dozen. Shout out, of course, to Big Dog Kev Coelho, uh, of course, bringing the heat right there in the mic, but also making sure all this works <laughs> through all I the also, technical I, problems. I want to take this opportunity actually to give Kevin a shout out for scrambling to make all this work at short notice. He's he's done great great work. Congratulations, yes. thank you, Kevin, for all the great we love work you, Kevin. behind the scenes. He's very sweet. No, well, you're a very sweet young man, like candy. <laughs> what ca- camera, uh, Greg? You are looking crystal clear on my screen. What kind of camera are you using? Uh, I'm using a Logitech one. Isn't that is right, it, Kevin? Is it is it the Brio? What have you got there? Yeah, it's really good. That yeah, that's right. what I've got. It's a great camera. Great camera. Love it. Uh, let's get into this Roper report. It's a huge one. Six items, but it's going to go way, way long. Number one, Gary, today was the day. Uh, the road to the PlayStation 5 uh, event happened, I guess you would call it. Mark uh-huh. Cerny coming out on a green screen stage at a green screen podium. Well, the podium right. was real, but a green screen audience and talking for 52 minutes about the nuts and bolts of the internals of the PlayStation 5 and what it's going to do and how it's going to do it. Right. Gary, I know you were watching because you were texting me. Now that you've had all of <laughs> 30 minutes to reflect on it, what was your takeaway? Well, I still, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I've actually managed to digest all the key points because at the time it was going on, I was running around trying to make my kids breakfast and, you know, make myself, you know, something to eat. And I sure. had it on, on the, I, I, 
have a little iPad in the kit on the kitchen counter that I you know, tuned into it on that. I was actually watching your guys feed with your reactions. Yeah. And I don't know if I was able to get all of the key points. You might be able to help me out with that because, a, because let's I was run running around. Well, and, but, and B, because honestly, I was struggling to stay the fuck awake. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> when I, when I first started doing this, uh, my, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. When oh, I first can started I subscribe doing to that, that right and, 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 and uh, I'm, you're here in my Twitch, uh, uh, command bunker right now. Wow. Um, for some reason, when I first started doing my, my channel, I, without realizing it, fell into the, into subconsciously into this like NPR radio voice. Yeah. And it was like, hello, thank you for joining us on the channel. I hope you'll <laughs> stick around and I've got some games to play later. And maybe later we'll also talk about some, some news. And it was like, and it really freaks people out because it's like, what is that? Like you sound like someone from NPR and it's like this sleep, this kind of sleepy, sleepy time chamomile tea kind of voice. And Mark Cerny has that same oh, quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? he does. It's very dry. It's this very sonorous voice. My kid has this bedtime story, sleepy time story app on her, on her uh, iPod. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, let's go to sleep. It's time <laughs> now. Roger the rabbit needed to go to sleep. And so he put his head down and closed his eyes. And that kind of, that's kind of, what, kind of what this felt like in terms of the presentational style. Sure. Now, I understand that they obviously, that, that they needed to do it kind of behind closed doors because, you know, they can't have a live audience or anything. And it wasn't really that kind of event to begin with. But, like, I don't know. The cardboard cutouts were weird, weren't they? Well, they weren't cutouts, if you notice. They, well, what, they were Okay, so the, so the animated fake people were yes, weird, it was weird. weren't they? Yes, okay. it was weird. But Was that necessary? I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, this is all uncharted territory, right? PlayStation 5's reveal was, or this part of the PlayStation 5 reveal, was going to be GDC. They were going to make a big deal about it right. at GDC, which is, of right. course, aimed at developers. Yes. You know, I think that would have been a, a much different audience. People still would have watched the live stream on GDC's websites and things. But it would have been under the, the idea and the conception that we are showing you something that is behind closed doors for developers for all intents and purposes. Right. Whereas it's this argument, and I think it's what I want to get into you. Obviously, we have a whole – you can watch our live reactions if you want. We're going to boil down the news here, but I want to have a conversation with you, Gary, about how PlayStation 5 did this versus how Xbox did theirs sure. earlier in the week. very different styles. Let me jump into it, though. So basically, a 52-minute presentation this morning from Mark Cerny. I'm playing fast and loose with 52 minutes. It was definitely 50-plus. It was right around that yeah, hour mark. I mean, it felt That's more like six was. hours. <laughs> uh it was all it was mark up there in the beginning it was this conversation with me tim and blessing of is this going to be akin to the playstation 4 february event and i think it was it was in some respects and it wasn't in others i'm going to read a lot from uh richard Leadbetter over at digital foundry at 9 a.m when the, the or yeah 9 a.m when the video started he put up his giant post breaking it all down and as usual shout out to digital foundry they were all over the monday episode about the xbox specs because they get this in a different way because it was that heady right so from the lead, what I like to hear from Richard says this. What's exciting about this presentation is that Sony presents a vision for next-gen that recaptures some of the pioneering spirit of its early consoles by delivering state-of-the-art, exotic custom silicon with a razor-sharp focus on taking the gaming experience to the next level. But at the same time, the design embraces the developer-friendly ethos, ethos uh, that proved so successful at the PlayStation 4. The idea is that developers comfortable with the current generation hardware can easily get to grips with the basics of the PS5 and easily access the extra CPU, GPU, and storage features before exploring the new features at their own pace. This was something that Cerny started with his, his presentation with, right? Talking about that, the, uh, this uh, revolution versus evolution and how PS3 was really 
this turning point for them. And this honestly had a whole bunch of pangs from the PS4 review event where they came out and were like, hey, cell processor was harder to develop for. PS3 was a nightmare for a lot of you. That's not what the PS4 is going to be. It's going to be a PC. It's going to be easy to develop for. And so it was the idea here as the same way of PS5 is going to iterate on that. It's going to be continue to be the evolution of that. And like uh, you talked about, uh, Gary, a little bit in there and what the Digital Foundry piece talked about, they're thinking it'll take you less than a month to get up to speed on the PlayStation 5 if you've worked with the PlayStation 4, meaning that you can get to your games faster. From there, it was well into the deep end of tech specs and talking about what the solid state drive is going to do, the fact that you know it's going to be able to load so much faster to the point that I wrote it down at some point here, right? Where it's, yeah, no installs as you know them today. Uh, because they went into this, which I noticed but had never known, right? On a PlayStation 4, you download the patch and then you wait while the patch also installs. And the install can take so long. Cerny talked about the fact that that's because you can't just patch a portion. If you patch something, you have to redo the whole file, which this whole SSD thing will make a thing of the past. Now you can download one very specific fix, insert it in and not have to do it. That's what he means by no installs as you know them. Um, they talked about, there's been, you know, a while back, there was a Horizon Zero Dawn uh, demo that had gone out, right? That was kind of, they broke the camera so you could see as Aloy spun the world kind of filling around her. They made, certainly talked about that of something, one of these things, of the dream of the SSD, right? Uh, ultra fast boots. So you're, you know, the game starts and you're pretty much right into it. No load screens, uh, high speed streaming, patches going away. It was this vision for what that SSD is going to be able to do and what it's going to be able to accomplish. From there, they ran into, you know, talking about actual stuff like the, PS5 is going to come right and you're going to have 825 gigabytes on this SSD to play with to install your games and run them from there. This then started bringing up the question of how does storage work? Um, the idea here, right, is that they are, it is open market. You can install other stuff. They're suggesting that you keep your PS4 games on an external hard drive that you have connected because they're not going to, they, you don't want to eat up the uh, 825 gigabytes you have those that should be reserved for playstation 5 games so they run the best they load the fastest they do everything they need to do however for expansion of it you know uh, xbox grabbed headlines this week uh, introducing this proprietary tech that you have to buy plug it in in a very specific slot uh playstation isn't going that far but kind of is where they're saying that, no, this is still an open market. You're going to be able to use other drives here. However, they need to be at least as fast as theirs. And that, that, is, that was a struggle when Cerny originally talked to Wired that they were the fastest. Now there is some stuff that's getting close. But by the time the PlayStation 5 launches, Mark believes that, yes, there will be a whole bunch of different stuff that would work on it. However inside of the playstation 5 they've already built a bay that your whatever you're putting in there to expand your memory right would have to fit in it would have to be that size and so mark certainly said in this presentation they are getting other versions of this stuff out there m2 ssd ds is what i wrote down i'm probably got that wrong uh, however digital foundry had this uh, wrap up in their report right in short expandable storage is possible and you won't need proprietary drives from sony to get the extra space you want however in the short term, at least, the advice is simple. Don't buy an NVMe drive without Sony validation if you plan to use it in the PlayStation 5. Also remember that extreme bandwidth PCIe 4.0 NVMe drives are likely to be very expensive, in the short term at least. This is cutting-edge technology after all. Obviously, though, the outlook should improve significantly as the next generation progresses, and prices do tend to drop significantly over time. 
Um, then we were into backwards compatible stuff. It's what you already knew, right? PlayStation 5 has a native mode. There's going to be the P- PlayStation 4 Pro legacy mode, then a PlayStation 4 legacy mode. So you'll have the whole bandwidth of, or I guess, swatch of samples for these consoles. Uh, they didn't go as far. We all got excited watching it, hoping they were about to put a PS3 or a PS2 or a PS1 up there, Gary, but they didn't. They left space in there, but they all didn't. The way, all, all the, the black backwards compatibility all the way back to the PS1 would have been a really cool mic drop kind of surprise thing, right? That would have been right. nice. But and it's that thing that. where I don't, well, yeah, I, you don't know for sure. Like it's that, that could be the mic drop be during a real PlayStation 5 event. This is again, designed for developers, you'd think, even though Tim was arguing the first part was so basic, developers should already know that. I digress. I want to get you more of this stuff from Digital Foundry. Uh, Digital Fo- Foundry on audio, right? Because there's a whole bunch of stuff of how PlayStation wants to redesign audio, be super bullish. The PlayStation 3 audio was great. PlayStation 4 wasn't nearly as good. Cerny has talked to a whole bunch of audio uh, developers and wants to make it better. Digital Foundry's summation of that. Again, you should go read the Digital Foundry stuff if this isn't all Greek to you. In short, the Tempest engine opens the door to a genuine revolution in game audio. And while there are challenges ahead in seeing the system reach its fullest potential, one thing you don't need to worry about is buying into high-end audio hardware to enjoy the experience. In the short term, the simple solution will be to use headphones, two ears, two speakers. It's all you need and the Tempest engine will handle the rest. Going forward, Sony is optimistic about great results from virtual surround from TV speakers and soundbars, with multi-speaker systems also due for support. However, the ambition of the surround audio system is such that we may not see its potential fully realized for some time. Processing audio via the HRTF system presents challenges in that everyone's head and ears are different. Sony has modeled HRTFs for around uh, 100 people to get some idea about the variation and come up with five presets at launch. This was a test they showed. They showed uh, Sid Schumann from the PlayStation blog in there. Cerny put up his results on how he hears. It's this whole thing of like trying to make it the best for you. A configuration tool will ensure the best uh, is selected for you. Obviously, though, being able to input your own HRTF will present the ultimate experience. And achieving this is ongoing research. Um, moving on to some of the other digital foundry stuff in here that they had that I thought was interesting, right? Uh, so that's the key pitch from Sony, uh, in this beat of its lead up to the release of the PlayStation five and it's exciting stuff. There's a genuine desire here to propel gaming in new directions while at the same time retaining the ease of development that became a hallmark of the current generation. And if the instant loading strategy pays off, we will have recaptured the immediacy of plug and play console gaming that has diminished rapidly over the last couple of generations. Uh, what we've seen today is a blueprint uh, for a design that, as Mark Cerny says, embraces both revolution and evolution. Obviously, though, there is still much that remains under wraps. Unlike the Microsoft reveal earlier this week, Sony is still keeping a lot of its cards close to its chest. Uh, the only example of the SSD in action we've seen remains wobbly cam footage of an early Marvel Spider-Man demo. While by its very nature, demonstrating the capabilities of the Tempest engine without going hands-on, or rather ears-on, is going to be enormously challenging. And then there's the matter of form factor. Sony's choice to introduce what is effectively variable frequency to its processor for a power limit may hint at a more traditional console design as opposed to a radical solution as opted by for the competition. But right now, that's just speculation. We We now know much more about the next generation of Sony console, but clearly we're still some ways off from the big reveal. Gary, that's it in a nutshell. Did this? Uh, that was a that was a nutshell, dude. What do you want me to do? That's a big fucking nutshell, Greg. It's a giant walnut over here. Does that do anything for you as you were running around making breakfast? No. 
I it's I, I like I said, I I thought it was stultifyingly boring that presentation. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love Mark Cerny. I know Mark Cerny. I wouldn't call him a friend, but I know him. I've I've, I've you know I've met him. I've done events with him and things like you'd, that. You'd wave at him as he walks by <coughs> and wave back. The ma- <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Somebody get this man a butterfinger. The uh, the man created Marble Madness, so he's all good in my book. Yeah. Um, and he's and he's been like the main kind of architect of the PlayStation for the last couple of generations now, and he's a genius. And um, and I have all this all, all the respect and admiration in the world for Mark Cerny. The problem, the problem is he is a genius. And when you ask boffins and and really smart people to experts to explain things to you in a simple way, then not, that's not necessarily their skill set. Distilling like like I, I I about ten times in that presentation, I wanted to be the guy in the movie that says, "Just give it to me in English, doctor." Like you know, like what 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 I don't understand most of this. Like boil it down. To the bare essentials. I don't need to know the mechanics of how uh, a hard drive accesses sectors on a platter. All oh, I didn't like how it was talking about starting on the outsides thing. So if it got closer, it's, I guess it's, it's intellectually interesting, but I don't really care. All I need to know is what they already showed us, which is hey, your games are going to load a fuck lot faster. And put it put it in terms that are, put it in terms that sound like applicable to me, like what you just said was I, I like the digital foundry guys did a better job of selling me on this in, in just a couple of paragraphs that you read than yeah. Mark Cerny did in that whole hour long presentation. Hey, guess what? It's going to, it's, it's almost going to feel like we're back to the old days of slamming in a cartridge and just playing right away. Holy shit. That sounds fucking great. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need. That took me, that took four seconds. I don't need <laughs> a two minute lecture on how hard drive seek times work. Now developers out there might find that interesting. Uh, and I'm sure they do. And this was, as 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 Jason Shry pointed out, don't forget, this was scheduled originally for GDC week, which is for developers. But at the end of the day, this was put out there by PlayStation as a public-facing event. And a lot of gamers tuned into this. And I'm sure many of them found it fascinating. I, I just wanted them to get to the point. And I still no, don't understand exactly what the takeaways were because the key points were buried in an avalanche of all this boring technical data. So now, so it now falls to people like Digital Foundry to come along and say, "Here's what that actually meant," in in in, in terms that you, Wait, the Mr. regular Jeff. person, can understand. Uh, Noah Z writes into patreoncom slash games just like you can to be part of the show, even right now, as this is such breaking stuff. I'm pulling questions from there. Uh, Noah says, "Hey, KF crew, my question is this: Was the hype and subsequent disappointment around today's PS5 video warranted?" With the PS5 specs and details given, there have been a lot of people that watched the video and left feeling disappointed with the way the information was presented. I'm not trying to discount those feelings, they're valid, but wanted to offer a counter-argument. The tweet PlayStation sent out was, quote, Tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time, PS5 lead system architect Mark Cerny will provide a deep dive into PS5's system architecture and how it will shape the future of games, end quote. To me, that doesn't sound like a big blowout event or a surprise drop at the Game Awards like Xbox did. And to me, the video feels like it is in line with the Wired articles PlayStation did months ago. A very factual and straightforward approach to the system and its specs. Regardless, I'd love to hear your all's opinions. Sorry for the long question. Thanks for everything you do, Noah Z. Never apologize, Noah Z. Uh, Yeah, Gary, I think that's been the interesting push and pull both. I could see it coming last night and then as we are right now in the aftermath of it. How, I mean, this is so hard to sort through right now because I think up until this point, Xbox and PlayStation were handling it in the same way. We have boring 
tech details that are going to get some people and the digital foundry people excited, but not things that will, you know, engage the common gamer. And so they were putting out Wired articles. They were putting up Xbox blog posts. They were doing that stuff, saving the big stuff as Xbox did for, hey, here's what the Series X looks like at Game Awards, which was a huge move and awesome. When you get to the weird lockdown, everybody work from home world we exist in, and you see GDC go away, I feel there was a question there for PlayStation of what do we do with this information? And I think in terms of making it into an event and putting it out onto YouTube this way, it was the wrong move. Do you agree, yeah. Gary? Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think, you know, I, right after the event, I was like, was this just me? And I went onto Twitter and my Twitter was filled with people reacting to PlayStation. And there's Patrick, Claire Pick, and Jason. And many, many people going, why is this so deathly dull? Why is this so boring? Like, we tune into news about the PlayStation because PlayStation is excitement. It's fun. It's games. It's exhilaration. It's entertainment. It's it's high tech. Like, why is this? Why, why, how did they manage to make something that's so exciting and make it so boring? Like, you almost have to work really hard to achieve that, to, to, to take excitement and turn it into boredom. But that's somehow what they did. I don't blame Mark Sony for I think it was a failure. I don't blame. By the way, I just want to say to people in the YouTube comments, don't bother trolling me. I don't look at YouTube comments anymore. I got bored with that. So I, I know that as, as I as I insult your PlayStation God, you might be offended. But like, I, I, it was first it, off, he's it, not it, Shuhei Yoshida. All right, that's the PlayStation it God. Fell on its it fell on its face. It was this was not. I don't think this was a a success as as a presentation. I don't blame Mark Cerny for that. I blame the people in Sony Communications and Marketing who should have said this is not an, this is not the appropriate tone for a public facing event. Microsoft right there out right now is killing it in the messaging war they are crushing playstation in the hype war right now they're out there with bam smart delivery bam look at this big monolithic piece of hardware that looks with a glowing thing on top that looks super cool <laughs> bam here's the new controller bam faster loading time bam teraflops i don't know what i don't know what the fuck a teraflop is i just know that the microsoft xbox series x has got 12 of them and that sounds great to me and the games you know and they, and they do the loading time thing and that looks tremendous and then here comes mark sony and says webster's dictionary defines speed as like it's just come on that's not how you generate excitement i understand that this was aimed at developers so aim it at developers Go, this was this was this was a lecture not a presentation and that's Go. where i think this is the first misstep on the playstation 5 rollout where when they were doing the wired articles right as the big hey here's what's going on they're seeing spider-man load it was a oh this is fascinating because the playstation 4 reveal of it in february of you know when it did it i'm not with years uh was boring, right? Because it was, here's voxels, and here's what we can do, and here's how things break apart, and here's the structure. And But it needed to be said to encourage developers to get going, and it was a big thing of, like, we learning from our mistakes. This time around, being on top of the world, I feel like, yes, this this sh- all this information should have been handled just like that. It should have been another right. Wired article. And I say yeah. that if there was, if GDC was still happening, if COVID had not happened, GDC was still going on, this happening there would have made 100% sense it wouldn't yeah. it would have been nearly like this because you figure there's no there's so little uh well i guess that's the opposite i was gonna say there's no oxygen in the room i guess there's so much oxygen in the room right now that if you're going to come out and talk about playstation 5 you're going to get headlines you're going to get hype yeah. especially as so many people are home right now ready to watch stuff ready to be excited and distracted from what's going yeah. on in the world yeah that's where the mark got missed. I don't think the presentation was bad by any stretch of imagination. I just don't think it was aimed at the general audience, which I understand it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be. But the fact that it was put out, the fact that they made an event about it, made it seem to some, I'm sure, like it was going to be more. 
It was a great lecture if you're a tech head or a developer. And this is information that developers need to know. Presumably, it's information that a lot of developers already know because they will have been developing PlayStation game, uh, PlayStation 5 games with dev hardware for months now. For yeah. other developers that don't have dev kits or whatever, this is an interesting peek into the toolkit they're going to have. But this, this, was a, this was the wrong kind of presentation for a, for a public-facing consumer audience. The job of PlayStation, yeah, behind the scenes, the job is already trundling on. Mike Cerny's doing a great job. This is going to be an amazing piece of hardware. The games are going to be great. We're all going to be very excited when, when PlayStation 5 comes out. But the, the PlayStation's job right now is to, is to generate excitement. All they've, all they've achieved is a bunch of, I'm pretty confident that the headlines going up right now are going to be, why was that so boring? It was a good lecture, but it was, it was not appropriate for, um, I think, a mass consumer audience. They, they, when, when you go in front of the consumers, you need to distill it down to like, bam, 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 faster loading times, better graphics, better audio, smart delivery. Like You've just got to give us the takeaways. And Xbox, to your point, has been so good about that. They've they have been, been great good at giving They're you buzzwords that you understand. Things. And what Tim pointed out that I think is really valuable at the end of YouTube.com slash kind of funny games is the idea that Xbox has been show, not tell. And PlayStation has been tell, not show. Right. Where even Xbox with its, you know, one of the things that I, I walked away from Monday reading that, like the ability to quick resume multiple games, right? Pause multiple games and then jump back into them. Here's you go. Like, not only does Digital Foundry have a whole bunch of videos that breaking down the hardware, there's the this YouTuber uh, Mr. Evans out there, right, who has the who has it up of him playing it and doing it and jumping around, and it is what you're talking about, Gary. It is exciting. It is him playing Gears, then jumping back into State of Decay where he left off in a few seconds, and like yeah. that to the point of that speaks to me as a gamer, and I understand that again. These are two different visions for what it was, but I think when GDC fell away, PlayStation needed to change its vision for what this is going to be. Here's the thing. In the long term, this is not going to matter. This is this is this this was something that it gives us something else to talk about, other than everything else that's going on in the world today. It's a nice distraction. We can talk about how boring it was. We can pick pick apart the salient details. But like at some point in the future, Sony is going to do its big presentation with a big fucking blue laser light show and some fucking Sony executive in in tailored jeans and a collared shirt who's been properly media trained is going to bound out onto stage and go, hey. Here's the excitement, and like we're gonna get all the excitement, but and and we'll and and a year from now when everyone's playing PlayStation Five games, we'll have Nobody forgotten cares. this ever happened. Yeah. But it happened today, and it and it and it was it was boring. Uh, to that question, Comrade Blue writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "With the PS Five spec reveal being met with a meh to negative reaction, how quickly will Sony try to turn to games in a bigger reveal event? Will this force them to put something together faster than they had planned?" I don't think so, Gary. I think that. Whatever plans they made aren't set in stone, but I do think that you look at what this is, where it's like, we were going to do this GDC week, we're still going to do it, we're not really going to change it, It'll, we'll make it even look like a presentation with the weird, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 heads at the bottom. I would imagine whatever they were planning for the PlayStation 5, reveal, reveal, with the exception that we've gone back and forth, I was saying for, you know, all year, right, and even in the last year, that oh it's going to be like a live event it's going to be like a e3 conference now with yeah. everybody quarantined maybe it does go back to state of play i don't think they do this again where it's a green screen no, hey. i mean they will have learned their lesson by now look the, the the i was so grateful that i watched this this morning on your live reaction feed instead of watching the raw feed because i honestly think i would it off you guys cracked me up <laughs> earlier when when mark cerny said and you can turn around and you and just in the time it takes you to turn around the, the game will have drawn in the new textures and you were like yeah i like turning around in games i, love and turning around like, yeah, and I like to turn around really fast like that actually made it funny <laughs> here's what they should have done 
they should have hired you guys instead of having those those weird creepy dead black silhouette dolls they should have put you guys in there like mystery science theater commentating on it and that should have been part of the actual live feed that sony put out look I don't get. There are people that work at Sony that are making big, big money. They're, they've got they've all got like MBAs and marketing degrees. Did not, did not a single person around that table look at those weird silhouettes and go, "I'm sorry, but no, we're not doing that. We're going to get crucified for that." I could have told him that. I'm not a marketing genius. Anyone could have told him that. Like nobody thought that was good. Why didn't they see that coming? And that's the thing, man. I think that our reaction to this is night and day versus what it was on Monday boxes stuff. Where Xbox oh stuff, God. again, especially this is what the Wired articles have been accomplishing for PlayStation, but especially for Monday to compare to Wednesday. Look at what it's like when there's no hype and you don't know it's coming. Right. You wake up, you turn on your phone, and everybody's like, oh man, Xbox specs. You're like, what, fuck, what? And you go and you look at yeah. it, you're like, oh, that sounds cool. That, oh, that sounds interesting. Like when it was that you had 24 hours or whatever to get hype for a PlayStation 5 video. It's like, it's like what Mark Cerny just did is like, you know, the high school like science fair presentation where the kid comes out and gives a really, really dry presentation with lots of facts and figures but it's boring there's nothing in the actual presentation to catch your attention or get you to lean in what microsoft is doing is like the fucking end of bill and Ted's excellent adventure when they bring out the real <laughs> abraham lincoln and genghis khan and sandima's high school football rules like people are fucking cheering and getting excited because that's what that's their job right now is to create excitement playstation today created anti-excitement i don't even know what that is but it's like anti-matter or something it's like anti-excitement they made me less excited about the playstation today and, and i still know the playstation's going to be great but i but i have to get there on faith rather than what they're telling me because what they spent an hour telling me today was boring as fuck i'm sorry it just was i agree they, they, they got to boil it down to the detail and like i said they will the the the, the laser light show is coming in due time um, but right now, Xbox is just killing them in the in the messaging, and and they're beating them on the specs as well. I mean, do uh, let me ask you this: I know he did a deep dive into the specs. Was there any more clarification today on the simple question of which is is PlayStation Five going to be as powerful as Xbox Series X? Did they answer that question? Maybe I, they did, but who the fuck knows? That's the th- and that's the thing where you're getting into right there. Totally, this is Greek to me. I know that the the spec specs are up, right? So you can side by side compare them. I do think that I I don't even, I don't even want to say I think that Xbox is more powerful, but I don't. That's a Digital Foundry didn't sign off being like this is the end all be all of it. So you I don't even you, know. You, you know, you kind of funny that at this point, you know, Microsoft are basically issuing like, you know, a, a splashy page of bullet points. Boom, 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 this, this, this. What Sony just did is drop like a thousand page technical binder on your desk and say, figure it, you, you sort it out. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, it's, and, now, and now it falls to people like Digital Foundry to pick through it all and actually tell people the information that is meaningful to them. I, I still don't know. How many teraflops? Did, did they answer that question? How many teraflops? I thought that was in the one of them. I don't have it open anymore. But there's flops in it for sure. But remember, this yeah. is one of this is yeah, one of the flop, things that Cerny was talking about. Oh well, if you have you know flops don't equal power. This the fact that there is the same amount of flops in whatever the fuck uh, PS3 doesn't mean that it, to PS4 doesn't mean obviously that the PS4 is only as powerful as uh, the PS3. And the thing is, Greg, we're not going to get a real, real answer to these questions until the game the consoles come out and Digital Foundry put them next to each other and start yeah. loading up games. Then we'll know. So I have two different articles in front of me, right? I have a tech radar, uh, basically wiki about uh, Xbox Series X, and then I have the specs here for PS5. 
So for you on flops, right? Obviously, the GPU is 12 flops on Xbox Series X. 12, t- 12 teraflops, 52 CUs at 1.825 gigahertz. I love okay? CUs. Oh, God, they're the best. Now, if I jump over here, the GPU for PlayStation, yes, is less powerful. It, again, it's 12 on Xbox. It is 10.28 teraflops, 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz, variable frequency. I almost wonder, and this is going to sound very tinfoil hat, but I almost wonder if, given that Sony know that when you boil it down to the basics, the Series X has got better numbers technically. That it's, it is just it is going to work. Just in the same way that the Xbox One X outperformed the PlayStation 4 Pro, the Series X is going to outperform the PlayStation 5. Now, and that may be marginal. It may be a lot. We don't know. But I wonder if, I wonder if Sony now are feeling almost like, Maybe this was deliberate. Maybe they felt like they had to obfuscate the tech detail so it wasn't so apparent that, that that when you boil it down to like the key numbers, they're just not as good as Series X. I don't know. I think a Series X for definitely will be. And I mean, this is this lines up with everything we heard, right? That were the rumors for the Xbox that like, not even rumors. I think it actually got said at one point, but I think it was that like Xbox will not be outplayed on power this generation, which then concerned everybody about price. And so now we have to worry right. about those questions coming on the pipe later this year when this happens. I think that just just to kind of speak to that, I don't think that Microsoft will allow themselves, even even if their hardware is more expensive, I don't think they will allow themselves to be beat on price this generation. Really? Because they're, 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 they're la- we all know they're lagging behind PlayStation. They're way behind in terms of installed base. PlayStation is number one by a wide margin. I don't think that Xbox is going to close that gap on better specs alone. If they are more expensive than the PlayStation, the big the big thing that held Xbox One back in this generation was they had that disastrous 1.0 launch totally. with, a, with a boondoggle piece of white elephant hardware uh, that nobody wanted that jacked the price up by a hundred bucks. And by the time they actually got rid of that stupid thing and got it down to price parity, it was too late. I don't think they will. I don't think they will make the same mistake again. Even if they have to take a bath on the hardware, long term, they will make sure. This is why nobody wants to be to, to announce their price first, right? It's because yeah. that they don't want to get dunked on. <laughs> uh, they don't want to get dunked on. My my guess is that both will be. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think there'll be more than one skew of these things at launch? That's an ongoing argument. I don't think. I don't. Th- I honestly, at this point, I don't. But I don't know. I, 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 Xbox Series X and the fact that they're like, well, the series, it's Xbox, and then this is the Series X, obviously leaves it open, as did Xbox One X, as did Xbox One S, that they could. I don't think PlayStation 5 is going to, because I think you do a pro later on to get you to buy it later on, or whatever the hell you're going to call it. Here's my, here's my, here's my cockamamie theory. Um, I think they will both be 499, and I'll tell you why. PlayStation can't do 599 because that's 599 US dollars. It's historically bad news for them. And they they can't possibly bring that meme back. They can't allow that to happen. And Microsoft won't be undercut. So I I think they're both going to be 499. That's my guess. We shall see, Gary. A lot more of 2020 ahead of us in terms of. Let me let me ask you, Greg. Are you are you more do you feel more excited or illuminated or informed PlayStation 5 than you were yesterday? No. Okay. Uh, No, absolutely not. Okay. Like I don't like 3D audio. All right, cool. That sounds cool. Whatever. Like this is what we're talking about on the post show uh, to the stream, right? Of just like this all. None of this seems groundbreaking. It seems like what you we would have expected based on the rumors and little things that were said. 
right. loads faster. Awesome. I'm so stoked for that. I, I was talking about playing the Division uh, 2 Warlords or, you know, of New York stuff and how that initial load is so long to get into it. It's like, yeah, I'm playing another game for review right now. And it's like every time I, I get mean, into a thing, I'm like, okay, this sucks. I get, I get just that one difference. Mark Sony gives you a 10-minute lecture about the technical nature in which you know, hard drive platters access sectors of data. Microsoft just threw up two versions of State of Decay 2 and said, look how fast, look how much faster it is on Series X. Yep. And that that to me sells it a million times better. This is I don't know why this is so difficult. It's pretty straightforward marketing to me. I honestly, I just I honestly believe that it's two different objectives and then not pivoting when you saw the, or when you should have seen you needed to pivot. What are the different objectives? I, what is Microsoft's think- objective versus Sony's? Xbox is trying to win the war for your heart. Xbox is trying to get gamers back in their corner. They are speaking to gamers, and they understand that developers are gamers too, so they'll see stuff. PlayStation very much was, we have this, Mark made this GDC talk, right? The fact that it's 52 minutes, think about it. That's how long his panel is probably going to be then with a little bit of Q&A. The time it takes to clear out the room and everything, yeah. Mark made this whole presentation. Oh, well, we shouldn't waste it. Let's put it up. Okay, and the, but not just put it up. Let's put make an event. Somebody's like, well, we should make send an event it, out of it. Send right? it all out to developers in the knowledge that it's going to leak. But don't make this the public facing even that like, the even vanguard that, of your marketing. That's my thing, right? Is I think what would have been a thing was shadow drop it. We wake right. up today and there's a 52 minute video from Mark Cerny and start it with a. I wouldn't even like you can do the whole green screen thing you want to do, but I would have started it because it was an awkward introduction from Jim Ryan too. I would have done. I didn't uh, see that part. I came in a couple of minutes late. Jim Ryan standing at the fake podium and then welcomes Mark Cerny to the fake stage. Uh, and the, I guess the podium is real. It's the other thing is fake. I would have done it with a personal video just like this. So like, hey everybody, either I am Jim Ryan or I am Mark Cerny, and as you know, we're going to do GDC, but that has fallen through because of it. Where we want to protect our employees and all that. However, Mark was going to give this presentation about what the nuts and bolts of the PlayStation 5 are. We didn't want to go to waste, so we filmed it for our developer friends. Obviously, you uh, PlayStation gamers and family are welcome. PlayStation Nation are welcome to watch too, but it's pretty technical. All right, see you later when we I do honest, whatever. I honestly think they could have. It would really, it really was. There's nothing wrong with the presentation itself. It's it, again, it's yeah. very interesting if you're into the hardcore nuts and bolts of how the system's going to perform. Um, but by putting it out on the PlayStation account, say tune in tomorrow for Mark yeah. Cerny. Yeah. They 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 made it seem like something else. And again, I think your your theory that shadow drop it. I think they again they should they could have just sent it all out to developers and it would have leaked. And they they would have generated more. Oh, Sony's secret you know presentation to developers is out there. Like yeah. they would have created so much more excitement that way in, instead of the big disappointment they have this morning. Sigh. Hire me, Sony. A million. I'll I'll I'll, I'll become head of your marketing for a million dollars a year. How about wow. that? That seems like a steal. Yeah, there he is. Look at he's got a Butterfinger shirt. Anything that's right. Number two on the Roper Report. That's right. We're only at number two. Uh, GameStop cancels Animal Crossing and do midnight launches. This is Matt Kim at IGN.com. GameStop has announced plans to cancel the midnight launch for Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Doom Eternal this Friday due to the outbreak of COVID-19. In a statement from GameStop Senior Vice President of Store Operations, Gary Riding, the company announced several procedures for GameStop locations meant to curb close contact, including canceling midnight launches. Quote, like many businesses, we are taking action to institute multiple social distancing practices in our stores, such as only allowing 10 customers in our stores at any given time, canceling all gaming events and midnight launch activities until further notice, disabling temporarily all disabling temporarily all interactive game stations in our stores, introducing in-store line management practices that create a one-meter parallel between customers in checkout lines, and encouraging customers to several several our online 
e-commerce capabilities and direct deliveries to their homes from warehouses or stores, he said. Writing also says that GameStop stores have, quote, implemented heightened cleaning practices on all high-touchpoint services within our stores, and, like other retails, we are taking aggressive actions in an admittedly difficult environment to quickly obtain the necessary cleaning supplies needed, end quote. However, Mr. Witta, before I saw this story, I put into a required reading thing, homework for you, and it was to go to Kotaku and read the story from Ian Walker that reads, GameStop's employees fear its coronavirus policies are dangerously flawed. Reading the first two or two graphs from there, uh, Ian writes, despite GameStop's outward messaging, internal documents provided to Kotaku provide a current employee ship by a current employee, show that a com- the company is less than prepared for this pandemic. Hand, sin- hand sanitizer is on back order through the normal supply chain, leaving purchasing up to local management, which is not always able to find due to its shortage. Another employee says that GameStop locations in their area haven't been provided the necessary tools to properly sanitize their stores. Quote, Thus far, I've seen little to I've seen little to no measures taken from corporate, and I've certainly haven't seen any supplies to prevent further outbreaks at a GameStop supervisor who wished to remain anonymous. My colleagues and I are sharing a small bottle of hand sanitizer that was purchased through our own pockets, as well as making as well as making much usage out of the depleting bottle of all-purpose cleaning cleaner. We were only just given permission to turn off console demos yesterday, and my cleaning supplies have been back ordered for two months. As far as more immediate measures go, the stores in my area received nothing, end quote. Gary. Yes, Greg. Shut down the GameStops. Of course. The ones here just in San Francisco are, are already, the ones that remain, that haven't already been closed down <laughs> just, through, just through the entropy of their business naturally, yeah. are, of course, are all closed. Greg, uh, Greg, you and I, of course, live in the first city uh, in America to be under a full uh, you know, lockdown quarantine. All the retail stores uh, are closed apart from those that are essential like groceries and, and uh, pharmacies. And yeah. I just want to say to all the geniuses in the YouTube comments who every Widow Wednesday for the last three weeks have been saying, why is Gary being all doom and gloom? Why does he keep saying this is going to get worse before it gets better? It's just the flu. To all of those people, I really hope you're all staying safe and staying home and social distancing and washing your hands. This isn't a joke. It's going to get worse. Take it seriously. Please, God, take it seriously. Stay at home as much as you uh, possibly can. And that goes for, to, for, for everyone. Um, GameStop is just one of many, many uh, companies that are, that are dangerously behind the curve here. Um, game, look, I understand that GameStop is maybe not in a great position to do this because they're in such fi- financially uh, a precarious situation. But ideally, they would be closing all their all their stores down today and putting all their employees on paid sick leave. That yeah. is the only sensible, compassionate human thing to do. And it's 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 terrifying and tragic and depressing to me that so many of the big retail chains out there aren't aren't doing that. M- McDonald's should not be open right now. Um, and and it, or at least if it is, it should be sending all its employees home with sick leave. Um, McDonald's has half a million employees who don't have sick pay somebody said the other day i thought this is a great idea if mcdonald's wants to stay open and they want and they won't send sick employees home they should be required by law to put up a big sign at their drive-through that says we're not sending sick employees home so just be aware your food might be handled and prepared and given to you by a sick person they, they should at least have to do that what's going on right now is an outrage at every level and game and, and gamestop is just one small example of it yeah and that's the thing i think is you and granted you know it's unnamed source believe that this is happening uh, around the country let alone a game 
But if you don't have the cleaning supplies, right, to take care of your staff, you have to shut it down and take care of your staff, let alone the customers who are trying to get in there to get Animal Crossing or get Doom or whatever, whether it's midnight release or not. I mean, the you know, the the one thing that's going to, you know, we live in strange times right now. And I think that, you know, even when, even when there are certain things that will never go back to being the way that they were before. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I think that people are going to be forced to discover that many things, we, we can do many things differently. Like we can do a lot of meetings over email and Zoom and faith, like, like you know, course. we can do things like this. We, you know, life finds a way. Humans always find a way. And we'll go, and, and, when, we, when, and when we go back to normal, like, well, I don't want that to go back to normal. Like the thing that we did during coronavirus actually worked out for, I would rather do that. Let's stick with that. Digital, you know, thank God for digital downloads right now, right? How difficult would it be to get Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing right now if you had to have it shipped to you or if you had to go to, if you relied on going to your local game store, which is probably, now closed or even if it's still open you have to risk exposing yourself to a very harmful disease potentially to go get it digital i mean thank god for, for, be, for being able to just you know so like Leah was saying to me uh, earlier it's like, like what if because amazon is pivoting towards only servicing like essential goods right now right you know we, have, we, we we can't send you animal crossing today we're too busy sending fucking clorox to people who actually need it i totally yeah. get that so totally. you know, if it comes to that, we'll just download it digitally. That's not yep. effective. And like, that's, I, I, you know, I know that people, a lot of people don't love digital downloads, but thank God for them right now. Well, I have a question about this from Anakin JMT, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games is happy widow Wednesday with GameStop canceling midnight launches and Amazon indefinitely pre-orders of Final Fantasy VII remake. How much further do you think we have jumped towards physical copies of games being phased out? With digital now the only guaranteed way to play a game on release date, I have to wonder if physical media will die much quicker than we all imagined. Thanks and stay safe out there, especially you, Gary, with your kid and living with someone who has a compromised immune system. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I do, I do think it will accelerate the process. I've, al- I've always believed that video games, uh, just like, you know, right, I, 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 use, I always use other media as an example, right? The idea of having like a remember when we all used to have like those those cute CD racks, those CD towers that were yeah, in there. Oh yeah. Where are they now? They all went away. Garbage. They're um, all landfills. You know, people people still like to have to some like they like to have their big uh, uh you know Blu-ray collection or whatever. I, I still have mine, but it's down like in a little box room. If I need a disc, I'll go get it. But like it's not yeah. like proudly on display in my living room anymore because like discs are increasingly a hassle when I can just press a button and in two seconds be watching the movie that I want to watch. And I can and it's that back thing- and forth between movies. It's gonna happen with games, Greg. You and I, I have been there, right? I I've been digital for uh, I mean, geez, for forever, right? right. Like if I can get a digital, I'm gonna get a digital. And I think that this is one of those moments, yes, that I don't think it's going to kill it by any stretch of the imagination, but it's definitely going to be kicking the ass that if you were holding it's off on it, it's going to accelerate the process. You're going to use it, and then the people, then when you use it, the number of people who are going to use it and go, oh, you know what, that was actually a better experience, or right. I did like that more. There's That'll happen. Let alone if GameStop people. doesn't bounce back from this, and you start to see more of those brick and mortar, the the mom and grop shop go away. This will accelerate the death of the moribund GameStop, um, and you're going to see, and you're going to see a lot of people out there who normally wouldn't uh, choose to download a game digitally, uh, but who through necessity will will download games uh, and, and, and go, oh shit, this is actually pretty cool. And they'll never right. go back. Yeah. So it's not going to change things overnight, but I, it's, it, it's an acceleration of an already inevitable process. Number three on the Roper Report, another inevitable process, just a quick one. Minecraft Dungeons might be delayed. This is a tweet. Uh, as we're working from home to and protecting our community, our workflows will unfortunately be impacted. 
We're working hard to deliver Minecraft Dungeons in April, but we're also reevaluating our time, reevaluating our timetable to make sure we bring you the best game possible. Stay tuned. Toss this one in there, of course, because number one, every video game developer out there, take care of yourselves. Don't worry about it. But number two, that this is one of the first. I think you've seen someone actually coming out and publicly talking about it. It will not be the last. Like you are about to see, not every release date by any stretch of the imagination. But lots of release dates start to get affected and just become question marks. We're gonna we're gonna see it every. And I don't want it to turn into a coronavirus chat, but just in terms the of the next of one's how, about coronavirus too, so don't worry. But just just I mean, how can I mean again? How can it not be right now? Because as much as this is a games chat, there's no area of life that is unaffected by this thing right now. We are seeing profound, profound disruption at every level. You remember, like a week or two weeks ago, when we were talking about whether or not E3 was going to be cancelled. Yeah. That seems kind of that seems kind of quaint now, doesn't it? Like, Can you yeah, believe seems... that they just canceled E3 last week? That feels like a year ago, right? And even if they hadn't, it 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 would have it would have been moot because LA, the city of LA would have or state of California would have forced Go it on. anyway. Like it, 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 things happens, things changed so so quickly over the course of the last week. And I talked about this on my Twitch channel the other day. I don't understand why. It took so long so for so many people in the public to realize that this is serious. When when meteorologists and hurricane experts and tell you t- tell you, hey, you in this area of Florida or Louisiana or Texas, you better get out because we're pretty good at this and we know how we know how to study models and predict things. In about a week from now, this area is going to be destroyed. People generally listen. When an epidemiologist or a virologist tells you the same thing, hey, you know, we do this, we do this for a living. We went to school for this, and I can tell you with almost zero probability that I'm wrong that this is like this is going to be really bad in about a week. You need to pay attention. Why? Why don't people pay attention the same way? I guess because it's invisible. But like, it's, people uh, need to pay attention. Well, everybody's paying attention now. I think in every day, it's more and more people paying attention. I think the problem here, Gary, with that was that this is just such an unprecedented thing like you know what i mean like this is su- I, I know don't get me wrong that there and i maybe even i know you and i've had chats over dinner before about like you know you were living in the uk when uh uh mad cow disease yeah. was happening right i think for americans uh you know as uh dumb as we are and i talk as a dumb american oh, excuse me. but bless you as insulated as we are I, yeah you've heard of sars yeah you've heard of bird flu yeah you've seen people on the news in masks this is the first time in my lifetime, I mean, that it's come here and had this dramatic of an impact where it's actually changing your day to day. I'm 47 years I'm 47 right. years old, Greg, and I've never lived through anything like this in my life. Exactly. And I think that that's the reason so many people were like, oh, well, I've seen these things on the news before. I heard about this on the news before. Clearly, it won't get that bad. And now it is that bad. And it it's going to be, and look, this is, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be very bad. Very, in about two weeks, I think you're not going to want to look at the TV. I, I, I think that's, that, that seems inevitable at this point. Uh, and by the way, to anyone out there saying, oh, Gary shouldn't be touching his face or sneezing into his hands. You're right, I shouldn't be. But I washed my hands right before I came on the show and I'll wash my hands again right, right after. I try to practice what I preach here. But no, you're right, Gary. Look, this, is, this is really serious. And let's not, let's not get too diverted into you know, yeah, yeah. the bigger coronavirus issues. But yeah, look, did, look game, this is not, not going to be good for GameStop. It's going to be good for digital downloads. Uh, all of the stream, basically any service that, 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 that can... That can um come to you in your home is is going to be doing great business right now so the teleconferencing the video conferencing like discord i, I just saw um a chart earlier this morning that sonic's internet traffic is yeah. peaking at like 25 percent higher than it ever has we all know the reason why people are staying home and are dependent on getting their entertainment at home 
Number four on the Rope Report. I'm just going to read the headline and give a shout out. Uh, gaming's up 75% amid coronavirus outbreak. This is Patrick Shanley over at uh, the Hollywood right according to verizon uh, u.s video game usage during pink out peak hour sorry has gone up 75 percent uh, since the quarantine uh, first went into effect last week uh, meanwhile video streaming uh, has also increased 12 percent overall web traffic is up nearly 20 percent it we're going long obviously we have a whole bunch of stuff still to cover so it's like that's what we're talking about right that's to be expected yesterday we were you know monday working from home obviously it's me it's lucy doing GameSpot, it's jen doing pop agenda and like everything ran flawlessly yesterday tuesday we started up and the internet dropped out and it was that like fuck like i was just playing a video game they were doing streams but it, it wasn't even us as much as like the internet in general right everyone's suddenly on it in a very different way i think the in the internet is keeping american society and and and, and the economy and infrastructure there's, there's, you know, and it, obviously it's always, it's always been super important, you know, without the internet, we're fucked. Yeah. But like now more than ever, we're so reliant on it, not just for entertainment, but for staying in touch with, another, with, with, with one another. And in a weird way, it's brought us closer together. I, my dad lives out in Spain where it's obviously very serious right oh, now. Um, and, you know, he's under quarantine. He's staying home. He's doing all the right things. I talked to my dad on FaceTime once every maybe couple of weeks. I now talk to him every single day. And and so it, it it's it's brought us together. And thank God for these for these technologies that are enabling us not just to to work and keep you know functioning. You know all all of my business. I had a bunch of business meetings, pitch meetings in LA uh, this this uh, coming week. But I'm just doing. We'll just do them all over Zoom now. And they'll be and that'll be just as good. It'll be fine. We'll make it work. Um, but I think. But more importantly, um, in 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 a so few people predicted this. The kind the kind of um, crisis, the kind of emergency that requires us to stay, to, to stick together metaphorically, but to stay apart from one another in reality. Mm, mm, That's really, mm. really fascinating and weird. And I think we're going to learn a lot from it about how our society uh, functions in the in the coming weeks and months. Um, and thank God that, that we can talk like this and, and talk yeah. to people and, and get on and play Call of Duty Warzone and just be so like the games that have a social aspect right now, I think are going to be really important. Uh, a, a thing that's going viral right now is that browser, that Netflix, that Netflix party yeah, ad on Netflix Netflix Prime, party. where people can watch Netflix movies together. The internet, you know, we always say, oh, the internet, you know, is, is, a, is a good and a bad tool because, you know, it, it, you, you can do good and bad things with it. But right now it is an incredible utility uh, for good. And I'm really, really hoping that Sonic and Comcast and the other people out there that are responsible for maintaining the back, the backbone of the infrastructure are really, really thinking hard about how they can handle this extra load and, and, and provide what is a, a public utility. Essentially we're seeing that now um, yeah. uh, because we can't, we can't afford to not have it right now. It's, it's a critical, critical part of this, of, of us, this not turning into something much, much worse. Uh, number five, let's have some happy news here. When can you preload uh, Half-Life Alex? This is Eddie over at GameSpot. Half-Life Alex, the first new entry in the series in 13 years, is finally launching on March 23rd as a virtual reality exclusive game. Developer Valve has now announced exactly when the game will launch and when preloading will begin. Preloading starts Friday, March 20th, Valve confirmed in a tweet. Players can download the entire game at that point, but of course it won't become playable until March 23rd. The game locks, unlocks, I'm sorry, at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on March 23rd. Valve also confirmed. Gary, what is your hype level? My hype level is very Whoa, high. there it is. My hype level is Mine's extremely high. Look at this pure yeah. sex that I hold in my hands, the Valve yeah. Index. Um, I got it all set up. I uh, played around with... Um, 
played around with the the some of the tutorial stuff and it's wonderful it's by far the best vr experience um i've had i know you have an index as well I, yeah, I, it's I, over there. I'm, there's not I, I imagine you can't say there's certain things you can't say because you're embargoed and things but like what do you what do you what do you think of the of the i know you spend a lot of time in psvr how do you like this headset just in terms of the vr experience oh i mean like in terms of the vr experience it's sex you know what i mean it's, it's, it's what amazing. you're talking about right yeah you put it on there and it is like shit this looks so good like yeah. you know the first time I, I was using it and like you start using finger tracking stuff you're like oh my oh, god yeah. you know it's, it's yeah did you do crazy. the thing did you do the aperture hand lab where you play rock paper scissors with the robot it's so cool i haven't done that yet no you should download aperture hand lab and play it it's really okay. it's basically designed it's set in the world of aperture science yeah so it's cool and funny uh, but it's also designed to just familiarize you with the hand controls, and it's oh, really, that's really super cool. cool. Yeah, you yeah. Like it I've, I, it's funny because I've I jumped in to do some quest stuff last night, and then I also jumped in to do some PSVR. And so, switching between the headsets, it's fascinating to that I'm still amazed by each and every one of them. But then also that you know what my third headset arrives, the index, and you put it on, and I still have those moments of like, holy shit, this is awesome. What do like, you, you do know, about I mean, your- something new? What do you do about your glasses, by the way? Do you keep them on? No, my eyes aren't that bad, so I just pop okay. them off and don't use them. I have, but you I, could. I, I let me show you something. Hold on, I gotta show you this. Sure. Look at Gary's sexy. So I, these these are my regular glasses that I'm wearing right now. Uh huh. Oh, you do, you, do you have? Quick, I'm gonna show you. Oh, I'm not actually wearing wearing glasses, but these are my VR glasses. Damn, you look good. These are the glasses that I wear when I when I play VR because I have to have glasses. Otherwise I can't see in the headset clearly. Yeah. Uh, but these are so small that they fit. I basically got like, I said, give me the smallest frames sure. that you have. And that way these fit inside the headset. So that's, that's just a thing that I have to do. I wish I didn't have to, but I do. Um, anyway, uh, very excited about Alex. Very excited. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would uh, be I expect, on Friday. I expect your full review once you've played it. Oh, I can't wait. And then finally, number six and final on the Roper report, we might be getting more tales from the, Matt Perslow at IGN.com. Two short video clips of what report what is a reportedly trailer for Tales from the Borderlands re-release with added content has been posted online. The videos also tease a sequel to the Telltale episodic adventure series. First surfacing on Reddit, the two clips are videos of a trailer playing on a monitor. The clips fit together to make a whole trailer. Both are under a minute as they are hosted on Imager, which only allows videos of up to 60 seconds, which reveals a game called Tales from the Borderlands Redux. If real, Redux will apparently include developer commentary for each episode, codex entries, new concept art, unused content from the original release, and a new mini episode. The trailer does not say how many more minutes of extra. The trailer does say how many minutes of extra gameplay the episode will provide, but the framing of the shot cuts out the digits of the frame. The trailer concludes with a 2020 date, which then flickers into a single digit two, uh, which could be seen as a teaser for the sequel or a second season of Tales from the Borderlands. The studio logos at the start of the trailer include Telltale, 2K, Gearbox, and, most interestingly, Ad Hoc Studio, a developer set up by ex-Telltale Games staff after the company originally shut down. Ad Hoc previously hinted that it would, it would be working on a live-action project akin to Black Mirror's Bandersnatch interactive episode. But if this leak proves true, it also looks like it has a it it also looks like it has been working with new Telltale to create Redux uh yeah pierre shoret uh, ad hoc studios cco uh was the senior lead writer for tales from the borderlands so there's that link i buy it i watched both videos off reddit uh i think that it's an, an early mock-up of the trailer because it's impact impact font going up when i think you'd use borderlands font or something different yeah. but 
it makes sense. Uh, I love Tales from, Tales from the Borderlands. I'd be so stoked for a addition that gets that to more people that has more content and then also leads to a sequel or a second. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Did you you? I know you did stuff with Telltale. Did you ever work with Tales or just uh, Walking Dead? No, I was only ever on Walking Dead. Cool, and you but, fucked that uh, up. You know, I think it's I, you know I think it's cool. But the Borderlands world, I never really got. In. I got into it as you. I got I made, played my way like a third of the way through, and I liked the kind of the wacky nature of it, but it didn't stick. I kind of at some point just kind of fell away from it, and I don't know if I'll go back. But I do I do like the it's something different. Hold on, uh, you cut I, out. So did you play it through the third of Borderlands? I played 3? like I, I played like a, probably like a third of the campaign of so of uh, Borderlands Three, not Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. See, I'm just I'm just talking about the Borderlands world in in yeah. general. Um, but again, I think that for people that like Borderlands, Tales from the Borderlands is a great addition because you get to you know it's it's more story and character focused and you get Dude, to really you know enjoy enjoy being in that in that silly world tales from borderlands might be the funniest game i've ever played it's one of the funniest games i've ever played and i remember when they announced it thinking that was a stupid idea borderlands is about shooting it's about guns you skip the story most of the time and the fact that they came in and gave you reese and they gave you fiona and they gave you characters and relationships that mattered in a borderlands universe but didn't really feel overly borderlandsy like i think even if you look at borderlands one two and three in the pre-suite we're like I don't like them. They're not my kind of games. I would still encourage you to go play Tales of Borderlands because it's completely different. I I, st- I stopped listening at skip the story most of the time. Wash your mouth out with soap, Greg Miller. Hey, I'm just skip trying to get you to story. play Tales of Borderlands, Gary. Do you skip Do you skip story cutscenes? No. Don't tell me you do that. Of course Thank not. You. I'm Greg Miller. I'm, I only play Thank games for story. Right. Uh, Gary, I have to get you into the list and give you the thing and all that. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsors. How about that? You ready? Okay. Uh, if you want to be part of the show and you don't want ads, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny show ad free and the exclusive post show but speaking of the ads greg way this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by hymns uh you've heard us talk about hymns for a long long time because nick and andy actually use it actually love it and nick actually swears by it and says it's helped him keep his hair uh, of course hymns for hymns.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care sexual wellness and more for men uh it's time to write a new chapter one in which you have hair uh thanks to science baldness can be optional hymns is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and fda approved products to help treat hair loss prescription solutions backed by science uh hymns was created by a guy who knows there's more to men's health conversations and some of them are easier online than in person uh, no more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours completely confidentially and discreetly. You answer a few quick questions, a doctor reviews, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Right now, my listeners can be like Nick and Andy, and they can get started with their first month free. Go to forhims.com slash games daily. That's forhims.com slash games daily. Prescription uh, requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Uh, offer is valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See the website for full details and safety information. Remember, it's forhims.com slash games daily. Up next is Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. St. Patrick's Day is here, as you know, and there's no better time to invest in the proper tools to get lucky. Uh, you and your partner will get lucky, all right, with their lawnmower 3.0. It's going to showcase your pot of gold like no other. Uh, as you know, Manscaped is this thing that you can use to trim your balls and get your hair out of there, and you won't cut yourself, and you won't nick yourself. How do I know? Because I use it. So does Tim, so does Blessing, and we're all very happy and nick-free. I haven't inspected Blessing and Tim, but I have inspected myself, and I can tell you I'm nick-free. Uh, that's why Manscaped uh, redesigned their electric trimmer as well. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting their greatest ball hair trimmer 
uh, ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Uh, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Uh, when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Uh, one of the coolest features is the LED light that eliminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is rapid charging dock powered by USB. Uh, trim that junk of yours and get lucky this St. Patrick's Day. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GAMES20. Cheers to manscaping your lucky charms. Gary, I'm excited to get the lawnmower 3.0 and have it check, uh, do all these different things to my balls. But that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab show. You d- you went you 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 went blank. I can't hear you. I gave Please. you the I gave you the transition. Read the list name. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I'm gonna have to oh, extemporize. Okay, it's garbage. The official list of upcoming releases as read out on a camera. Uh, by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Close that wasn't enough. bad. Do, that do, was do, close. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Out today, Explosive Jake is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PlayStation Vita. It lives. Uh, top Speed, Drag, ra- drag and Fast Racing. I'm sorry, he's on Switch. Battle Ram PC. Uh, Black Blood on PC. Dunk Lords on PC. And Dwarf Shop on PC. Deals of the day for you. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting a free weekend this weekend, the 19th through the 22nd. Uh, if you play, you can play for free and you'll get the Ezio outfit through you play that we were talking about earlier. Then James O'Connor at GameSpot has an update on Xbox Game Pass. Borderlands The Handsome Collection uh, will soon be removed from Xbox Game Pass. This means that folks looking to get the last few achievements or dive into these games for the first time without purchasing them don't have long left to do so. Four other titles are also being removed from the service, and they're all pretty interesting. Uh, Vampire, The Golf Club 2, Lego Worlds, and Aparacina, The Stolen Sun, are all being removed from Game Pass soon. Again, the specific date is unclear. So heads up if you are a Game Pass user like Gary Witt is. That's right. Gary, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username. So why? I read here, the best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Nick Ware needs help on PlayStation 4. Uh, his PSN username is Inferno141. Nick says, I've always wanted to get really deep into GTA and or Red Dead Online. And since since I'm off work for the foreseeable future, I want to take some time to relax and get invested in one of these games. If you want to help Sherpa me through the beginnings of either, please hit me up. I know one of you does want to Sherpa him through those. So hit up Inferno141 on P-S-N. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your wrong. Gary, we rarely get things wrong. But if we do, people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, go to kindoffunny.com and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Um, Borzin00 is jumping in from when we were talking about teraflops and whatnot and power levels. Borzin says they're about equal. Where Microsoft is doing a lot of SSD speed increases in software, Sony is doing them in hardware. Hardware will always be faster than software. However, Microsoft will hit 4K 120 uh, frames per second out of the gate, where I don't see the PS5 being able to do that out of the gate. Sony is also doing a lot of hardware that Microsoft is relying on the software to do. Microsoft will lose some of those flops due to the software overhead. 
as usual, Greek to me. We'll see what happens when it gets out and somebody smarter. But we'll see what the leading box is, and then everybody will design their games for it, and then you go. There's been a lot of back and forth in the you're wrong that I haven't used, but it's still unclear. I didn't even bring it up on this, but apparently it looks like backwards compatibility for PlayStation 5 at launch will be limited to the top 100 PlayStation 4 games. Wario had done this during the show or during the stream. Then he recanted it and deleted it during the show. Then the PlayStation blog has something up that's talking about it in Cerny. Because like even here, Wario64 puts up, not sure what to believe. Cerny talks about boosting the video in regards to the top 100 titles, but the PlayStation blog seems to say the top 100 PS4 games is for general backwards compatibility. So I'm sure there will be even more clarification that we can give you later on on that if you've heard any of that. Hold your breath on what you're going to get to play. Um, don't like that. Hmm. Okay. Nanobiologist says, Miss Deal of the Day, the game, uh, the Steam Game Festival Spring Edition features dozens of demos available to download and play, as well as other highlighted games from the Indie Mega Booth, The Mix, and The Day of the Dev, and Wings. Uh, you can play them now through March 23rd at 10 a.m. That's a great one. Good one. Thank you very much. Um, the Nanobiologist says, Breaking news uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is not delayed, but people may not be able to get physical copies on release date due to the impacts from COVID. We kind of mentioned that in the question, but good to know uh a h joe gilbert says football manager 20 is free for the next week pc gamer has a report on it if you're one of those dorks and then uh yeah the uh alto games are free as well right now did you see that no they well they are good to know yeah a lot of people are making stuff free which is great i, I love how a lot of people are taking down paywall and making things you know easier for people to get access to right now we did it too. We put all the 22 episodes of Greg's comic book lot. I love it. I, lo- I love how when we, when we put out that call for a couple of free months of Xbox Game Pass, everyone you went, oh, well, Greg, why don't you make your content? I love how you called their bluff and fucking did it. That's great. Well done. I'm a fucking man. You know what you're I mean? The, you're the fucking big dog. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a post show to do. Every week to add a body of plastic. You can see what we're up to in the nerdy na- news of video games. Yeah, you can go to youtube.com slash games. which is, is it still here? Uh, yeah, it is, but I'm just giving you a heads up like a lot. Right now, you're just outroing. So what do you want me to start from, Kev? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. No. Uh, and, and can they hear you? Yes, they could have. Just making sure. Sometimes they can't, and it sounds like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have to do the post show. My name's Greg Miller. This has been Kind of Funny Pod. No, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, you can watch live twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. You can get on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, thank you for your support. Remember, there's a lot of great content up right now that's out of the ordinary. You can watch our Nindies reaction. You can watch our PlayStation 5 reaction. You can watch the Doom review, the Animal Crossing review. All of this is on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. The new Kind of Funny podcast just went up on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny. It's got us talking about our own home quarantines and stuff like that. And remember, of course, as Gary is showing you right now, twitch.tv slash Gary Witta, 7 p.m. tonight. I suck. That's right. See you tonight. We have a post show to do. You can get it at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.